Hey everybody, Danny here, your lovely trusted host of That Witch Podcast. I am here to let you know that we around these parts are no safer from Mercury retrograde than you are all out there. So unfortunately, the episode that you are about to hear, I did make a little mistake and I was not recording on the microphone that I thought that I was recording on. And the audio that we are going to have to use is from like a shitty webcam microphone. I really apologize. So my absolute magician of a husband did his absolute best with the audio quality on this one. It's not going to be as good as what you are used to. I promise I have it all figured out for the future so that won't happen again. Um, But I know that all of you are going to absolutely love this episode. I cannot wait to introduce Ashley to the witchy neighborhood around here. And without further ado, please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door, your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, and astrology. And with me today is my very first guest. I'm so, so, so excited to be welcoming Ashley of Starseed Shadows. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I just wanted to tell everybody really quick how I, so I can't remember how I found your profile. I'm pretty sure somebody shared a tarot reading video to their stories and um, something about your voice just completely drew, you have a great voice, just totally drew me in and I watched the whole reading and it just hit so hard, which doesn't happen with every reader online you know what I mean and that's okay like you don't you don't vibe with everybody and I I like smashed the follow button and every reading that you did was just like you were talking right to me and I love your style of reading tarot and then um I actually ended up winning a uh astrology like shadow work session with Mm -hmm. Ashley and I got to work with her for the first time and thus was birthed the podcast idea I know. It's crazy how the universe aligns certain souls together, right? Completely. So, Ash, say hello, introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Ashley, Ashley Michelle of Starseed Shadows. I started my business back in 2019. She's an Aquarius. Uh, I am a spiritual development coach. So I do tarot, I do astrology, I do shadow work, all that jazz. And I have developed all of these forms of divination into helping people develop their spirituality, helping people strengthen their intuition, helping people find the courage and the space to do that, which as I work with different clients from all different backgrounds and all different parts of the world, I'm realizing the one thing that's like, like combining everybody together is they need the space to really work on their intuition. They get way too kind of caught up with the world and with things and with what other people need from them. So I provide that plus a bunch of other witchy goodness. I love that. I really love that. That's definitely something that you helped offer me that day in our session is I have been 
um, because at the end of our session, we did that tarot reading together mm-hmm. and you said the words that I needed to be selfish right now. And they hit hard and right. Like mm-hmm. I really, really needed that at that exact moment. And it has actually been um, a very, very, very profound thing for me ever since our session that day. It really has like, that's, it's been offering and like carving out time to give myself that space. Right. Like you said, has, I think sometimes we do need somebody to remind us that yes, like somebody coming in and saying, Hey, just so you know, you don't have to be giving yourself completely away to everything. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I it differently. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. It's so it really is kind of surreal. You think that that would be something you would realize that you're doing, but it's not, it's very, very easy to get caught up in caught up in that cycle. Um, so Ash, tell us a little bit about your sun, moon and rising. How do you feel about your SMR? Okay. So I am a Sagittarius sun. I am a cancer rising and an Aquarius moon. I am I love that. Isn't that an interesting combination. Yes. Um, so I am very much a Sagittarius sun and it's interesting. So over time, I'm sure, you know, but for anybody who's listening and doesn't know much about astrology, we grow into our birth charts over time. So some parts come out later, some parts come out sooner. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was very much into my cancer rising, okay. super sensitive kid, super shy kid. It took me a while to kind of come into myself. And I would probably say around like 16, 17 ish, the Sag started coming out. And here we are. I'm every super extrovert. I do what I want. Let's go here. Let's do that. Like super Sag. And cancer rising has really helped me in my business because that nurturing, healing aspect of myself comes through when I'm working with people. And that Aquarius moon really, really helps because I beat to the tune of my own drum. Like grew up in mm-hmm. a super religious family. I'm the only one in oh, my okay. and extended family. And you're an Aquarius moon, of I'm course. An Aquarius All moon. Aquarius moons came from a super religious family. Super religious like, <laughs> here I am, just, you know, I'm a witch for a living. Hello. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> and my family just has to deal with it. I don't know how a lot of them feel. I know when I... um. When I announced my YouTube on Facebook, one of my aunts was like, I would love to support you. I just need to learn more about it. I mean, you can watch the video, honey. <laughs> learn about it. I knew, I knew that was her like, I'm seeing full moons. I'm seeing witches. I don't know what that <laughs> is. I knew that's what it was. But you just have to not care. And I think that's my yeah coming in like totally (laughs) that really helps you because cancer is you know the first sign we actually learn attachment so having that sag and that aqua really helps um with that loving detachment like i still love you and i get to be over here right my life (laughs) yes exactly love that Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I have, um, Scorpio stellium, as you know. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of, uh, black sheep vibes that follow me. <laughs> yep. <as well>. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Always have. Always we vibed have. on that though. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. I love that though. I really love, um, how 
the universe brings us together. But at the same time, we also know that like our higher selves mm-hmm. crossed our paths ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we're very, very meant for this intersection. And I love when you get there. It's really, yeah. really beautiful. There was one day, I can't remember what it was. It was recently, but I remember you had posted a reading or something, but right when I was responding to you, I had paused your video to respond to you. And I paused at the timestamp 3.33 and it was 3.33 p.m. while I was messaging you. And I was like, okay, okay. We're very much meant to be. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Funny is my birthday is 12.3. Really? 12.3? Yeah. So 12.3 is a hugely significant date to me. Oh my God. I did not know that. Yeah. So my... My grandmother passed away on 12-3 and then her sister passed away in 3-12. What? And yeah, like 10 years later. Yeah. And so oh, they yeah, have Danny, always been. Forever. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. 12-3 is like, that's a bit. And that was in 2004. So it's been this huge date for me. I've like really spent December 3rd very mindfully every year for however many years that is 15 oh my god yeah 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 that's that's really crazy I did not know that was your birthday wow um (laughs) really cool really cool and I love 12 too 12 is one of my favorite in numerology and astrology yeah endings and beginnings big one Mm -hmm. um so I want to know speaking of all this anyways I would love to know what your spiritual journey has been like Really take me, especially since you did say that you come from this religious um, background, you do have this Aquarius moon. Tell me a little bit about how you finally arrived here at the space station. And I love that you and I get to just openly talk about the matrix and not yes. make each other feel crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh God. How long do we have? Okay. So, <laughs> so I'll, give, I'll give you guys sound bites essentially of, of kind of where I was and to where I am now. Okay. Um, grew up super religious. I actually grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, my mom, oh, really? yeah, okay. my mom was a witness. My dad's Baptist Christian. Okay. And, uh, as the oldest child, I was the one who remembered the most of it. So I was knocking door to door, whole nine, all the way up until like 14, 15. Like, okay. on witness. I have a New World translation by my altar right now. I am. Yeah. Next to a King James, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like ingrained and rooted in a lot of this religion. And it was around 14, 15 when I started asking a lot of questions like the, but wise, but wise, that right. sad son starting to, to come out yep, very yep. inquisitive nature. And my Bible study at the time didn't have a lot of those answers. So I kind of went and mm-hmm. found them on my own. So I started looking at a lot of Eastern religions. Like I read the Tao Te Ching by the time I was nice. 16. And Damn. I was Damn, like, girl. Really into it. Very beyond your years. Wow. Yeah. Um, one of the I didn't books- read that till I was in college. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I read it probably before I was 16. Damn. Yeah. Uh, one of the books that changed my life was, uh, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh that I also read as a teenager. It's on my bookshelf right over there. Good book, right? Life changing. Conceptually alone. Life changing. Life changing for me. I totally agree. I totally, wow. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, it was like in my younger teen years as I was like hitting puberty where these like teachers kind of came into my life that like knew more 
than I did about spirituality and the woo, as people like to call it adoringly, affectionately. And they were kind of almost grooming me. And it was during that time period from 14-ish to about Mm 18-ish where I was being groomed and like given all of this like spiritual knowledge and tea through like music and books and things like that, but didn't really know that that's what it was. Right. And so I left the kingdom hall and I was in this, this, and I was also experimenting as a teenager. So I was partying, I was smoking, I was drinking, all that stuff was coming together. And then, um, I had decided that I wanted to go to college for, uh, biology, conservation biology. So I went to college and in the hard sciences, you're surrounded by lots of atheists. So it's like me and like 18,000 other people. And I will never forget. I was an animal behavior lecture. Somehow we got on the subject of astrology and I was like, even twins can have different parts of their natal charts, like going in. (laughs) I'll never forget it. So, so to make a long story short, I was an island in my college when it came to Wow. I was an island. So my tarot cards had kind of gone off to the back and okay. I was focused in my studies. I was studying, I was traveling, I was traveling just back and forth to South America throughout college, and I was working in a fungal lab, so I was doing a lot of that. Oh my god, cool. Yeah, it was really so cool. So cool. Really cool. So I graduated college, came home. In the background, I had all this experience in serving and bartending. Mm-hmm. So came home, went back to serving and bartending, worked for the USDA for a while on like invasive plants and things. And I got caught up, I'd say. I got caught up in the lifestyle that serving and bartending breeds. Anybody listening? That's yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the drinking, in all there. the yep. You spend it's all your a, money. It's own world. You it's literally step world. into it on a different planet with different people. They become your only people in your That's whole it. world. It's That's so, it. I don't care what state you're from. It's so yeah. weird. Unless you've been there, you don't get it. No. And if you have, you get it. You get it. Yeah. And I've gotten so caught up in it. Like mm-hmm. literally it had taken away from me, you know? So, and I remember probably around like 27 ish. I knew I'm like, I've got all this education, but I'm still working for tips. I don't know what to do. My tarot cards were still kind of put away somewhere, but still I was very spiritual. And then I'm like, I'm going to go get my master's. So I got my master's degree in hospitality thinking that I was going to go into tourism. During that program, I learned how to run a business. Also during that program, I had started my set in return. And also during that program, I had a boyfriend <laughs> who was like super, such an alcoholic. Love him. Uh, he was a fun alcoholic, but we created chaos together. Right. I get you. You mm-hmm. were king of wands upside down on steroids. Yeah. Pisces yes. eight house. I know yes. destruction. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we were the after party was always at our house. We were just like doing yep. much. Plus, you got that sad, so you're like, okay, let's go, let's go, easy. Don't twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in this like world of chaos, knowing Mm -hmm. I am, and I still have like video on my Instagram of me like I don't know if I can say this on the channel, but like coked out and totally coked out doing a a presentation at like five in the morning with my boyfriend sleeping on the couch got an A on it because that's what I always did. I got A. Similar to my college, only I I hard did not graduate. <laughs> Super not did not graduate. Oh my God, so but crazy. that is very I had many a nights like that. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. 
best I'm, work like, I ever did. Best work, right? And so I'm like, this is not working. And then there was another yeah. moment when um this was, I think, the defining moment. I was living next to a church, really funny, and the party had left. Everybody was gone, and my boyfriend was passed out drunk, and it was like seven in the morning, and I'm again like blasted, you know, yeah. poked out the whole night. And then the church bells start going off. And I start getting all these visions of like, oh. when I was back in church. And then like, I'm just like, wait, like, this isn't right. Like, I need God. And I remember getting on my knees in my kitchen floor, just sobbing, knowing like, I can even go outside right now. I'm so smacked. And I'm just like, like, literally, it was a moment of me realizing this was not it. Mm-hmm. So it was about halfway through my Saturn return and I have a stellium in Capricorn where Saturn sits. Mm -hmm. So it's about halfway through my Saturn return where I was like, this ain't it. This, this is not it. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like I need to be doing something way more than this. And it was shortly after that when I started Starseed Shadows and (laughs) I like read my tarot cards. There's a local bar here. Mm -hmm. And my, and my hometown that uh, has tarot readers. And one of my friends said, cool. you know, yeah. They were oh, like, the place you post about? All the time. Yeah. 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 And so they were like, if one of my friends was like, if you want to read, I'm sure they have openings. And I'm like, little old me. So I email her. I'm like, I don't know if you have an opening, but like, I'd love to read. And it just so happened. She goes, girl, I have Fridays open. And I was thinking it was one Friday. She had Fridays indefinitely open. Oh, like, that's amazing. Holy shit. And that's all she wrote. Now we're here and I built this empire for myself and I'm a full-time witch and I love what I do. And I use all the healing that I've been doing to help others heal because I've been there and I'm, it's crazy. I'm like the healthiest I've ever been physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to take Saturn's lessons. Thank you. Thank God you. Saturn. Saturn had me low Thank as you. fuck. I was touche. Touche. And then when I finally was like, okay, what do you want from me? And Saturn literally wanted me to build. Saturn and Capricorn wanted me to build. That's oh, yeah. And honestly, look, no Saturn return is easy. And I'm not trying to be like that witch, but I am. <laughs> yeah. Our Saturn returns was Saturn our generation of Saturn Cap, our fucking Saturn return. I, my favorite memes ever yeah. thus far in my journey that have come out of the astrological community was when Saturn finally fucking went all the way into Aquarius and stopped dipping back into Capricorn. And they, oh my God, the best memes that have ever come out of astrology came out that day. Cause it was just like, it's your fucking turn. Like that's like, no, we are, yeah. we did it. We did the damn thing. We made it. We're on the other side. Right. We're pretty roughed up. Right. We made it and it's your turn. Like, oh you my bring God. bring up a good point. Like when I, I work with clients that our generation of starting Capricorn, I ask them, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. so how was it for you? And it's the same feedback. Rough shit went down for them. They had to get real fucking low and like claw their way back up. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And we had like this multiple retrograde, right? Like it Mm -hmm. felt like never ending for a while. It it really did feel never ending. And it was one of those where like really, really similar vibes to what you were saying, like when you finally got to the actual fucking bottom of the hole. Like you finally found the bottom of the pit. Right. Saturn's like, 
Let's go back up now. Yeah, now, like, holy. Yeah, and by the way, the climbing right. back up part, almost <laughs> as hard as the falling down there in the first right. part, if not harder. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this, right. the, the lessons part has been crazy because... I can see now how tangible my progress is. You know yes. what I mean? Like from before my Saturn return and now, like it's yes. really in my face mm-hmm. how clear. Um, and that just makes it feel like even more of a surreal whirlwind itself right. when I think about the last, like honestly, like five years or so. Like right. really, really, really crazy. Yes, yes. Um, I love that. Now, okay, so you find yourself here in this yeah. beautiful starseed shadows empire which i just Yay! by the way what are so i know that you read tarot obviously we're astrologers what are your favorite like branches of witchcraft and magic like where do you feel mm-hmm. most called when it comes to like ritual divination mm-hmm. anything i just love gobbling up all that info candle magic affirmation Same. work those those two things paired together have changed my fucking life and it's changed the lives of a lot of my clients you know candle magic affirmation work and the one thing i love to tell people is you don't have to like set aside like three hours and find the blood red robe and like light 18 candles in your house (laughs) you know there's so many like baby witches and i'm using quotes when i say that because it's all innate in us but you know, there's so many people I feel like that feel so they don't even want to start because right. they feel eliminated by what's being yep. posted on social media. Yep. They don't like really- how fancy and beautiful it looks. Yeah. When yeah. I'm like, those are photoshopped and that's okay. I think they're right. beautiful too. Right. I love having, I, I make a lot of like vision boards online and stuff. So right. that stuff serves its purpose. That aesthetic right. serves its purpose. But you have to learn, hopefully early on in your practice, to kind of detach that from your own practice. Because exactly, you'll just never start doing anything. Like like some of my favorite, favorite, like big timers, if you will, like their their photos are gorgeous. But do you know the amount of like time and resources they have to to devote to that like top shelf photo shop? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's not what a more mm-hmm. I I would be willing to bet that that's not even what their day-to-day practice looks like right that big stylized photo shoot I no, guarantee that, that which does not regularly practice that definitely thing. not yeah definitely not. no I totally agree and I love candle magic mm-hmm. it is so customizable and so easily intuitive it's like my favorite place to recommend people start mm-hmm. because you can do so much with it. And honestly, you really can't go wrong. Um, I also like need fire. So I work with candles. Yeah, no, fire is great. I love that. I do too. I do too. I have, I have to like burn away some of that water sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Um, okay. Now, so as you all know that are listening to this, we are upon the Libra new moon. And I really mm-hmm. want to um, get into the shadowy shadows with Ashley. So she's going to join us every month for some new moon shadow talks. And we're going to get into it because Ash and I really love like spilling that astro tea. Seriously. Mm-hmm. We both are huge supporters of the benefits of shadow work. Like, It's so, so important. No matter where I ever take my business, that will be a part of it. 
Always. Yeah. Always. It's so important. That's probably a huge reason I was drawn to you in the in the very first place is because you're just real. You tell it like it, it is and you're not afraid to like bring up the hard truth. That's what I, I really love about Sag energy, honestly, because they're so truth based and so truth oriented. <laughs> yes. Like we need that. Like we really, really, really need that. Especially um having all the water that I do. I'm constantly thinking about how I'm going to make somebody feel instead of focusing on the truth. You know what I mean? And and just, it's not about anything else. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Especially when you're doing shadow work, which, you know, for me, I personally, I believe shadow work is necessary in life in general. Like there's no way for somebody to ascend to level up, to create that dream life, to get that dream job, to get that dream partner without looking at your fucking shit. There's no way around it. So like people, you know, can be gravitated to like, you know, the, the meditating on the mountains and things like that. But honey, yep. you gotta, why are you the way you are? Who fucked you up Thank and you. how do you fix it? Yes, exactly. Where are you self-sabotage? Right. That is such a massive theme mm-hmm. for everybody. And I think that one of the biggest thing I've been having to coach a lot of clients recently in shadow work practices and like we're we're focusing a little heavy on the external here. Uh-huh. We're focusing a little heavy on the things that happen to you uh-huh. and not really reflecting on what you're doing. And and I'm not saying that part of shadow work is not working through the trauma that did happen. Right. Obviously it's right. massive. But a, another integral part of it is how am I contributing to this situation? Right. How am I? How am I honestly contri- continuing to traumatize myself? Right. That was one of my biggest realizations. So, was when I was like, oh God, like <laughs> you know, the victim mentality is really insane, and that kind mm-hmm. of that also goes back to what I was saying with my sudden return. That whole first half of my sudden return, like when I when I had the aha moment, that was me realizing without realizing I was realizing. That I was self-sabotaging. Yes. I was self-sabotaging my magic. I was self-sabotaging who I'm supposed to be in this world. I was self-sabotaging myself in general through like, oh, the party and the hangout and doing, you know, like nothing's wrong with food service. You make a shit ton of money doing that, but that's not what I was supposed to be doing. No. No, like it had its run 10 years in. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, so self-sabotage can be a bitch. And sometimes people like to stay in that spot because it's safe for them. Totally. Realize that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get to a certain point, when you've done it for so long, it starts to feel like you can never come back from it. I... And finally admit that you've been a huge part of the reason for <laughs> so, so long. And honestly, especially thinking of Saturn return, like you said, you know, you had to go through that. All of us with that, that getting dragged to the bottom of the pit Mm -hmm. that we were talking about. Had that not happened to you, how could you coach and, and guide the clients the way that you do now? Exactly. How could you offer like the genuine understanding Uh for their situations? Had you not had it? Yep. Exactly. exactly. That was one of the biggest revelations for me through shadow work is, Oh, that's why you embrace that. That's why you still give love to those past versions of yourself. The way I've been looking at it is that inner child version of myself, right? Like I always look at it as a child because I'm getting older. So that's always, mm-hmm. even if I'm not a baby in that version, mm-hmm. she had to make those sacrifices mm-hmm. 
And I honor her and thank her for making those sacrifices and making those mistakes so that I have the awareness and experience that I do now. Seriously. Like that's been one of my biggest things is it's hard. A lot of people have been doing because of TikTok, the inner child work thing. And which is amazing. It's obviously insanely healing, very empowering. But I've been telling a lot of people, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you need to work on teenager stuff. And they're always like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's easy to be nice to your inner child. It's easy to go back and envision yourself as this sweet little innocent baby and do the work there that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. How many of us can look back at our teenager self and be nice to her? Right. <laughs> not I mean, many of us. No, not many of us. <laughs> You know, I definitely had some moments where I was a brat. Yeah. And thought I knew everything. everything. <laughs> Talk about fucking some page of anything energy. Right. <laughs> this okay. just like know it all. Honestly, that's I just have been noticing that so, so much um, with inner child work and like guided meditations becoming more and more popular on um from TikTok and like do it yourself past life regressions and stuff. And so they're regressing to do inner child work. And then like, you're skipping out on probably some of the most important and potentially traumatizing years too. See, that's my really, issue with yeah. TikTok a little bit. You know, I yeah. didn't know that was a thing on TikTok. You know, it's just such instant gratification that I, I really don't really feel like much work is being done. No. Because, you know, people are like, oh my God, that's cool. Oh my God, that's cool. Oh my God, that's cool. And obviously you guys can't see me, but I'm doing this girly right. thing. Everybody's doing this girly thing. So, you know, I'm on TikTok, but, you know, my home, I feel like it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. It feels like TikTok is like, you know, these little teenagers, like you said, at Instagram is that young adult that's really looking yeah. for work. Yeah. I totally, yeah. totally agree. There are two very, very different vibes there. That's actually why I make almost pretty different content on my TikTok. And I, I usually just fuck around on there. Literally. It's an easy yeah. place to be a goof and like be a little right. creative or whatever. Right. Um, but I noticed that anything I try to put on, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I noticed that anytime I try to put anything on TikTok that's like meaningful, it gets shit interaction on it. Agreed. But if I'm an idiot, <laughs> I get That's great like, You guys are going to take my work seriously. How can I take you seriously? Like, I, you. Got, I got bigger, better things to do than to be entertaining you if you're not really trying to yeah. do Yeah. And then they took my music rights away. I know so many professional accounts on there that can use the, the same music and big music that everybody can. They just took mine away. And yeah. And I honestly am like, whatever I'm, I'm trying TikTok out. It's nice. It really is a good place for me to practice video content in general. True. Like I, I love how creative that. I can be. Yes, exactly. True. Practicing transitions. Like it really is fun for all of that. Um, but there, it's not like where I'm, I'm going to like convert and grow from and I'm okay with that and that's, right. I just switched it to a personal account I was like I don't even care it's fine just give me this stupid trendy music back that's the only reason I'm here because Instagram took it away <laughs> right 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 oh my god I my little home has become the podcast this has definitely we talked about Instagram like the show has really really become my like favorite it's your pocket. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I love really that. love it a lot. Now, um, so like we were saying, we're going to be 
doing some shadowy new moon talks, getting real, telling the truth, spilling all the astro tea. This episode is coming to you in time for tomorrow's Libra new moon. And the first thing I want to say is, in my opinion, Libra does not adore shadow work. That energy, it's not Libra's favoriteest thing to do in the world is do shadow work. Most Libra sons that I know have kind of a hard time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I that agree. Venus ruling there because we really appreciate, right? Like the nice ones in the baby. Out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't but want I to go in and feel shit. <laughs> want to lay in their bed. Yes. Want to rub one out a few times. Yeah, exactly. They want to watch Netflix. They want, yes. Absolutely. I don't want to cry into an obsidian sphere. They're no. not going to do that. unlike our masochistic scorpios who live in the shadow (laughs) yes exactly libra is not super about that and we can really see this in the turning of the seasons when we think about fall and we think about libra season and we think about scorpio season libra is this fucking beautiful time it is like one of if not the prettiest time of year right depending on who you're asking yes and then Scorpio, everything's dead already. Yeah. yeah. Freezing balls outside. Yeah. And exactly. Already. Like, the vibe is different. So you have to keep in mind, though, that there is a new moon in every lunar cycle, in every, you know, in its sign for a reason. So we have this Libra new moon. We have this Libra shadowy time for a reason. So, Ashley, what I want to ask you is first of all, what when you think about um, the new moon, but specifically through the scope of Libra, what is like the vibe? What? How do you feel? What's your your insight about that? Relax and find balance. You know, one thing like like you were saying about how this is it's a lunar cycle and it's a zodiacal cycle, right? So every mm-hmm. sign feeds into the next one. So coming off of Virgo season. We're all about working and the grind and organizing and getting things done. And we're like in the pocket of productivity. So then when we get to Libra season, it's like, it's like that, that sit on the couch. It's like that flop where you can like chill out and kind of admire all the work that you've done and admire the beauty in your surroundings and in in your life, you know? So when it comes to Libra season, we don't want to overwork. And in that is also the shadow work, you know, mm-hmm. allowing mm-hmm. yourself to take a breath and maybe not do the most, maybe not say yes to that thing that you really don't want to do. Maybe not overbook yourself. Maybe, you know, all those things, yes. you know, take a, take a spa day. Totally. Little things like that. And in there, there's a lot of lesson for you to learn as well. So yeah, I totally agree. Don't overgive yourself. I think that is one of the best Libra new moon lessons is giving yourself permission to say no. I love that. I really, that's a big, big theme for me personally right now. Cause I'm such a, I'm just so connected to my calendar. You know what I mean? Like I can't break away from that attachment sometimes. And so if someone asks me, can you do something on a day? And that day looks free in the calendar. I am so horrible about, yes, I am. I am available. And the next thing I know, literally every single free moment is completely filled up. And Mm -hmm. I held no space for myself and I held no boundaries at all. And, you know, Libra activates my 
third house. And so I, I do just want to connect with people. So it's easy for me to fall into that rut and not make and not place boundaries and to just want to connect with people because it does feel good to connect with people and spend time with other people, mm-hmm. right? Not constantly just like doing work for other people. It's usually, right. yeah, I'll go get dinner. Yeah, I'll go meet with you. You know what I mean? And the next thing I know, I never spent any time with myself at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's going to be mine is my relationship here. Mm-hmm. Myself. For yeah. sure. For sure. That's going to be my biggest, biggest one. Now, um, where is Libra for you? What is your relationship like with Libra? Do you, I feel like that energy gets kind of misrepresented in the, in the community sometimes. I would agree with that. It's interesting. So Libra straddles in between my fifth and fourth houses. So it's right there. So Virgo predominantly rules my fourth house and there's a tiny little bit of Libra. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Scorpio predominantly rules my fifth house and there's a tiny little bit of Libra. Libra is, is not that big in my Mm -hmm. zodiac sign and there are no planets in Libra. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's listening, no planets in a sign just means you you don't really need to work with that energy that much in this life. Yep. So I think for me, I interpret that as I have and or am learning a way to work well with balance and be a creature of comfort. And I will say I'm very much a creature of comfort. (laughs) I like nice things. I like my blankets. I like my 18,000 pillows on my bed. You know, I am very much a creature of comfort. I love artwork. My house is covered in like uh, local artwork from my city artists and things like that. So, you know, talking to you about it out loud, it does make sense why Libra is smaller in my Zodiac Mm -hmm. wheel because those Libran qualities, you know, beauty and tranquility and comfortability and all that and justice, Mm -hmm. balance, those are, those are pretty key in my life. Um, yeah, they come supernaturally. They come naturally. Like, right. Yeah. Like it sounds yeah. like it's not an area that you had to exactly work on or no, work my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should see my seventh house, honey. <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> but we, we figured it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, seventh house. That yeah. seventh house is never playing around. No, oh my God. <laughs> never. Every time I get a stack seventh house client, I'm like, should I just bring it up or do you want to bring it up? Right. <laughs> we know we're going to, we know we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. Are you going to bring it up or am I going to yeah. bring it up? It's, yeah. It's so pretty crazy. That's for sure. That's really cool though. I really think I, so I totally agree with you. I personally believe that people born with strong Libra placements typically are, are learning about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a strength or PowerPoint yet. Right. It is the whole point in working through it is so it becomes a strength and it mm-hmm. becomes a PowerPoint. But usually, because a lot of people are like, well, if I'm a Libra, why am I so out of balance? And I'm like, that's exactly why. You're really meant to I've focus on that energy. To me. Yeah. yeah. So as a Scorpio, I have a massive fear of death, like insane. <laughs> consumed seriously terrible yeah fear of death like really 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 intense 
And when I started working with Hades and I started, um, I, I was being drawn to death magic, which I found fascinating because I was like, I'm definitely afraid to die. Definitely constantly afraid of people. I love dying. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of anxiety around it. I work through on it in therapy. Like Mm -hmm. it's been a very major theme for me. And yet I was being really pulled to death magic and I didn't understand how right. and as I studied it I realized this is the practice to help me work through this this yeah. is why I was born with such heavy Scorpio mm-hmm. placements is specifically to work through these fears surrounding surrounding death and like losing people and stuff you yeah. made a really traumatic death in a past life as well I um had a couple and mm-hmm. I did a very legit big past life regression last I year life-changing yeah massively massively i that's daniel everybody the past life regressionist um you can find him on instagram at the past life regressionist he's definitely gonna be on the show but it was yes life-changing and i got to uh really witness one of those very traumatic Mm -hmm. deaths and that version of myself had no fear at all and I got to experience feeling that kind of confidence and power and right. lack of fear. And even though, you know, when you get these regressions, you don't just like, it doesn't just heal you. I don't, I didn't just wake up and out the next day and was like, Oh, great. This went away. What it did was it showed me I was, I had that ability to right. have that kind of it was confidence. There. Yep. And that kind of fearlessness. Yeah. And that's all I needed to know. I just needed to know that. And now I can work with that. Yeah. It it was, that's why I, I agree with you about the TikTok thing that um we got to, you guys, we got to make sure that that doesn't water down some seriously the, sacred practices. Seriously water down. Exactly. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by death. Always. Oh, same. Very fascinated by it. Very. It, it like. Where's your I, Scorpio? Didn't we talk about that? I have a stellium in Scorpio too, but mm-hmm. not your placements. So mm-hmm. my Lilith, my Pluto, and my Mars are in Scorpio. In the Ooh, Mars. Yeah. So like death and like how you die and what happens when you die and what's it look like and what's it feel like and NDEs and like, I just, I find it incredibly fascinating i'm not trying to die anytime soon but when i do die i'm gonna be like let's go yeah yeah so curious as to what happens next you know we did that now what's next and like can i remember will i remember can i try to remember what if i set the intention to remember (laughs) so that's really really interesting though because my my husband has like the perfect chart so he's a zero degree aries rising so he's charts yeah even on placidus right it works out so his pluto and scorpio um is out at home in the eighth house okay right and i have never met it's until you just said that that's exactly he could not have been born with less of a thought about it yeah it's like if you die that that's a part of it that's what yeah yeah and that has never been my experience so this is i think that This is a really, really good way to look at some of those heavier placements that you have is not always looking at them as these massive PowerPoints because a lot of them are, don't get me wrong, but there are lessons to be learned here so that they do become strengths and they Mm -hmm. do become PowerPoints. And this is why uh, I love astrology so much. 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 Yes. So much about yourself by understanding your chart. Um. 
when you are speaking of kind of talking through these like deeper issues and stuff as a professional intuitive what are your so first of all like what are your relationships like and like how do they affect you like your personal relationships yeah especially being like this kind mm-hmm. of black sheep, right? Like you really mm-hmm. got here mm-hmm. yourself on your own time. Like mm-hmm. what are your relationships like now? And I also would love to know how you think, like what's the biggest thing that you think holds or the biggest challenge most clients that come to you face? Yeah. Um, well, my personal relationships, my partner and I, uh, we are in the middle of the K1 visa process. He lives in Ecuador mm-hmm. and, um, we are really, really close. We talk like all day, every day. So I probably, yeah, we talk constantly. He's my best friend. So he kind of gets, he does, he gets a lot of this and what I do when Mm -hmm. we're just talking about our days and what happens. So he's a strong person in my life. I'm really close with my mom and I'm really close with my sister and my dad and my brothers. They're cool too, but I'm really close with those guys. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you when I kind of had to shed the skin I was in, I also Mm -hmm. had to shed a lot of those personal relationships. So, mm -hmm. so a lot of those personal relationships with people who weren't necessarily serving me, nor was I them anymore. And, um, it kind of made space for me to understand who I want to be close to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally sense. Give my energy to as well. You know, Mm -hmm. cancer rising, super empathic. You're have a ton of water too. Mm -hmm. That we tend to take on people's shit quite easily. And people also like to take from us quite easily. So creating boundaries in my personal relationships was necessary for my personal growth. That's what I'm getting at. So as far as my, yeah. So as far as my personal relationships are like, honestly, they're the strongest and the best they've ever been because I did that. So the few friends I do keep close to me, I keep them close and, and talk with them about, you know, what's going on in my life and what's happening and things like that. But even then I am super hyper-focused on, on building and on creating and on making sure that I'm sitting in my pocket of power. And as far as what I see with clients, it goes right back to what you're talking about. I see a ton Mm -hmm. of self-sabotage. That's why I asked. I had a feeling that's why I asked. Because I think a lot of people are going to resonate with this. But yeah, I see a ton of self-sabotage and also a ton of needing these personal relationships that no longer serve. Not wanting to cut off the umbilical cord. Not wanting to do the hard, nope, you're not serving me anymore. Whether it's for a partner, whether it's for a friend, whether it's for a family member. Sometimes you got to call a spade a spade. If you want the life that you deserve and you want to start calling in these blessings that you deserve, that's what needs to happen next. And I see a lot of people knowing damn well mm-hmm. that relationship is not serving them, but they continue to sit in that relationship and it's lack mentality. If I'm being quite honest with everybody listening, it's lack mentality. It's feeling like this is what you're worth. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. It's issues of worthlessness. And um, and my work, my goal in my work is to rewire some of these things yes. that have been implanted since they were kids, through the patriarchy, through a shitty ass ex, whatever it may be. These yeah. narratives that they don't even know are playing in their head. But I can see it on the outside looking in. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 
So absolutely. Yeah. I really that's why I wanted to ask about it. I think that a a nice, hard, truthful look at our relationships and that dynamic is a big theme for a Libra New Moon. I think that being honest with our and that's why like staying at home and relaxing and saying no and like treating yourself like during this Libra New Moon. That's why, you know, that might sound like, ooh, what lovely advice, but it's kind of hard to do. It is. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, it's, People it always sounds nice. Needed. They really right? be needed. Yes. And that's oh, the, my God. I yeah. totally resonate with that. Yes. Yeah. Like, what if you're yes. not needed? And what if they need, what if you turn your phone on silent and nobody needs you? And it's just you with your thoughts. People also don't like to be with their thoughts. No, 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 no. I just. So this is really perfect. I just was doing a really big journaling session last night and I've been embarking specifically on a relationship with myself right now. I felt like I, which is fascinating because I'm 31 and married with a kid. And now I decided to go on a relationship with myself, but it's, it's perfect because I really have created this life of like stability that I'm very, right. very proud of and fulfilled by. And then I was wondering, and I was like, where, where am I feeling like I'm losing all this time for myself? I, I used to be able to blame it on all of these toxic mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. right? And this toxic job that I had, all mm-hmm. of these things. And now I like created the life I want and I'm still not devoting time to myself. And now I officially can't, I don't have anyone to blame. Right. There's nobody holding me. Right. That. And all of a sudden this huge mirror came up and I was like, who's been holding you back from this, this whole time? Right. You, me, like really just exactly. You are the only one in charge of your time. And and that good feeling that comes from being needed, it's like a drug. As yeah. soon as you said that, holy People shit, you kind eat. of withdraw. Yeah. Like for for real. I my next question that I had for you was we're all seeking harmony and balance on some level. How do you most often see people holding themselves back from achieving that? But it sounds like you kind of foresaw that question. Exactly. Because it's, it's really us. Yeah. It's us. It's, Self-sabotage. We're like getting in our own way. Sorry about the car. But, you know, we're getting in our own way so much of the time. And, you know, being self-reflective and doing kind of what you were saying about, you know, wait a second. Holy shit. What's my role in this? Yeah. That is how we grow. Yep. When that light bulb goes off and it's like, what can I do right now to be the best version of myself? What can I do right now to level up the playing field? Totally. What can I do right now? And that's where we find growth. Totally. I'm really going to take that advice too. I really am going to let myself say no, stay home, shut the curtains mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, it's actually really perfect is that um, so my mother-in-law watches my daughter for me a few days during the week and she is out of town coincidentally over the Libra new moon. So mm-hmm. I already blocked those days out. <laughs> so I don't have any client bookings since I'll have my, my daughter at home with me. And now I think I'm going to really super run with this and take mm-hmm. an impromptu couple days off and yes. do yeah what I want to do. And that will be a combination of spending time with her, us together, mm-hmm. some me time. Yeah. This really inspired me a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh, I'm so excited. Can you guys see how amazing this is going to be every month? Yes, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited. 
y'all aren't even ready for the Scorpio New Moon episode. So excited. Shit is gonna be deep, and I'm so excited. I'm so 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 excited. This is gonna be amazing. Um, Ashley, before we jump off for today's episode, please tell me and everybody else where they can find you and how we can support you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, uh, Starseed Shadows, my business name. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Starseed Shadows. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as well. The link for my YouTube is in my Instagram page. Um, uh, my website is starseedshadows.com. I am on Patreon. Uh, we make a lot of magic over there. I love the girls on my Patreon right now. You guys should join. Uh, there's a bunch of different tiers in there. I do, um, I do messages on Patreon. I do what's called like, uh, I'm calling it birth chart basics. So they're little videos on the planets and on the signs, but they're like condensed and straightforward. So yeah. So like for instance, Mercury, I talk about what Mercury means in mythology, what Mercury means like astronomically and Mm -hmm. astrologically. So the person can then be like, Oh, this is what Mercury means. So over the course of time, they slowly start figuring it out and understanding astrology is overwhelming. Got to break that. Totally. So I do that. yeah. Yeah. I do like meditations. I do new moon rituals at my third tier. So the Newman Ritual for Libra will be up on Patreon right around the same time that this comes out. So yeah, go check that out. It's going to be a good one. And yeah, that's where you can find me. That's what I'm doing right now. Yay. Hell yeah. We're, I'm always going to time the New Moon episode with Ashley to come out before the New Moon so that whatever advice and like insight that we're giving you, you can apply. And that way you can go join her Patreon. Right. Cause the ritual, her new moon ritual. <laughs> this one will always be up before the new moon as well. Perfect. So, I love yeah. this. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait to see you again next month. This was so yeah, fun. It's going to be exciting. Yay. All right. Thank you so much everybody for joining today. And until next time, have a great magical week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art, suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week.